Hi, I'm Dr. Ted Spear, pastor of the Fundamental Baptist Church International in Kumasi, Ghana, West Africa. Today's message is the third in a lesson of series on the doctrine of salvation. Today's topic is called imputation. Please enjoy. Let me introduce to you the Fundamental Baptist Church International in Boshane, Kumasi. At our church, we have a motto. We are people of the book. That book is the Bible, God's holy word. And that's why at our church, we have a vibrant Sunday school ministry where we have classes for all ages, both children and teenagers, as well as adults. In addition to that, we also have preaching services on Sunday evening and also Bible studies on Wednesday night. Our church also has an affiliation with the Hope Fundamental Baptist Church for the Deaf, where deaf people have a pastor, missionary Baraka Hall, and each week these deaf are able to hear the Word of God preached in sign language where they also can understand and receive God's truths from His holy book. In addition to our church services, our church provides transportation for over 200 people each week to come and be a part of the fellowship here at the Fundamental Baptist Church International. So let me invite you to come out and be a part of the Fundamental Baptist Church International and receive biblical teaching and friendly fellowship and love here at our church. God bless you. Welcome back to our series on the subject of salvation. There's no greater subject than what we're talking about. And this is the third week in our series. The first week we just defined the word salvation. It means deliverance. It means to be rescued. It's not always talking about being rescued from hell. Sometimes it's talking about being rescued from other things. And we have to be clear when we read a passage in the Bible as to what the rescue is from. We talked the second week about regeneration, the second birth, and how that we are, been, we are born of the Spirit and when we put our faith in Jesus Christ. And that's a permanent uh, birth. It can't be undone. What a blessing. This week we're going to talk about imputation. Imputation, or the word imputation, or to impute, is probably not a word that most of us would use in our normal conversation. So we're going to define that word today and we're going to see what the Bible has to teach us from this word. But we're going to read one verse to begin with. The Bible says, even as David, this is Romans chapter 4 verse 6, even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness, without works. A man is blessed when God imputes righteousness to him without works. Now, let me give you an illustration to explain to you what it means to impute. Let's say I were to go to the bank and deposit money into your account. Would you be happy? Would that, would that please you? Most of us would say, yes, that would please me because we would be getting 
money. That would be an example of imputing something. When someone places something on your record, they are imputing something to you. The word, another word we could use is you're being, something is being counted to your account. Or we could use the word something is being credited to you. Okay? Um, so, imputing something to someone is placing something on their account or on their record. And the doctrine of imputation in the Bible here in Romans chapter 4 is, is very clear in what it teaches. And it's a very, very uh, powerful truth. And we're going to look in quite a few verses here in Romans chapter 4. I call this the imputation chapter because it speaks many times of this idea of putting something on someone's record. We're going to read, we're going to start in verse number 1, and we're going to read several verses here, and I'm going to teach through these verses. And I want you to pay attention and hear, what's, hear what the Bible's teaching us. But we're going to see three different words in these verses that all mean the same thing. One word we've already talked about is impute. The second word is the word count. And the third word is the word reckon. All these words come from the same Greek word. We got our English Bible. It is a translation from the Greek Bible. God gave us the New Testament in the language of Greek. So our Bible has been translated from Greek. And in this passage, the Greek word here is all the same word. In our English Bible, the translators chose to use three different words to say the same thing. Count, reckon, and impute. And they all mean to credit something to someone else. So, verse number one, the Bible says, What shall we say then that Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found. For if Abraham was justified by works, he hath whereof the glory, but not before God. Now, it says, if Abraham were justified by works, we're going to be talking about justification next week. But simply put, if someone is justified, then they're declared righteous. So, how did Abraham become righteous? Was it by his works? If it were, where would he glory? Whereof would he glory? The word glory means to boast. The Bible's saying if Abraham were justified, if he were righteous because of what he had done, then where would he boast about it? And the, the answer comes, not before God. Not before God. No one is going to boast about their righteousness in the presence of God. Verse number 2. For what saith the scripture? What does the Bible teach us? Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. So there's the first word we see here, the word 
counted. Something was credited to the record of Abraham. And what was it that was credited to his record? Righteousness. He was counted righteous um, according to the scripture. Because he did what? Because he believed God. Now this is a, a direct reference to Old Testament Genesis chapter 15 and verse number 6 where the Bible tells us that Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Verse number 4. Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. Now this is a statement. What the Bible is telling us is that if you work for something, to him that worketh or works, when you see worketh with a T-H on the end, it just means works. It's like in our modern language we say works. To him that works is the reward not reckoned of grace. What does that mean? Well, again, the word reckon, it means to credit. So you are not credited or you do not get a reward when you work because of grace. Grace is a gift. Someone is giving you something. So if you have worked for something, then you don't get rewarded because it's free or it's a gift. You get rewarded because somebody owes you a debt. So if you work for something, then you receive a reward because of your work, not because it is owed to you. Verse number five. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. So the Bible says that we can be credited as righteous. Does it say we have to work? No, it says to him that worketh not. What does this person do to get credited with righteousness? He believes on him that justifies the ungodly. God counts those righteous who are not righteous, who are ungodly. Why does he count them righteous? Because they believe on him. The Bible is crystal clear here that we are justified, we are made righteous. Something is credited to our account, righteousness. Not because we worked, but because we believe on him who did the work of regeneration. If we go back to last week's lesson. If you did not see the last two weeks, I would encourage you to go to our YouTube channel, Fundamental Hour at YouTube, and watch last two weeks teaching from this series. Verse number 6. Even as David also describeth. The blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth. Okay, so we see the word count, the word reckon, the word impute. It all means to credit to someone's account. And God is imputing righteousness. What's it say there? Without works. So do you become righteous in the sight of God because of the work you do? Well, if you believe the Bible, then the answer is no. 
because the Bible says that it is credited to your account without works. Righteousness is given to the ungodly because they believe on him that can credit their account with righteousness. Verse number 7. It's talking about David. Saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. So verse 7 tells us that we are blessed because we have been what? Forgiven. That means we were wrong and we needed forgiveness. We are blessed because our sins are covered. It doesn't say we're blessed because we don't have sin. It says we're blessed because our sins are covered. And the reason our sins are covered is because God has imputed something. He has credited something. He has counted something to our account, to our record. And what he has counted to our record is righteousness. And that righteousness was imputed to us, not by works, but because of our faith in him that justifies the ungodly, the sinner. It is the sinner whose sins are covered. It is not the righteous whose sins are covered. It is the sinner whose sins are covered. If you're not a sinner, if you don't believe you're a sinner, if you don't believe you need salvation, if you don't believe you believe that you need deliverance, if you don't believe that you need God to give you righteousness, then you can't be saved. Because it is the one whose sins are covered that is blessed. It is not the one who doesn't have sin that is blessed. It is the one who's blessed, whose sins are covered. Verse number 9, it says, Cometh this blessedness then upon the circumcision only, or upon the uncircumcision also? For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. Now this is a question. Who can have this blessedness? Is it the circumcision only, or the uncircumcision also? Now, when you see the word circumcision in the Bible here and uncircumcision, it's referring to the Jewish people and the Gentile people. We are Gentile people. We are not Jewish. Most of you, some of you, there may be someone watching this who is from a Jewish descent. But most of us watching this program are Gentiles. We are of the uncircumcision. And the Bible is teaching here that this blessedness is for everyone, both the Jews and the Gentiles, and that it was reckoned to Abraham. Well, Abraham, when he was counted righteous, was uncircumcised. He, was not, he had not yet taken the covenant that God had given him to him, and he had not yet been circumcised, and he was counted righteous. Verse number 10, how was it then reckoned? How was it counted to us? In circumcision or uncircumcision? Not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. In other words, Abraham had not yet been circumcised when he received this blessedness of being counted righteous. Verse 11, and he received the sign of circumcision. So circumcision 
became a sign. It became a seal of the righteousness of the faith which he had yet being uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them that believe, though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. So again, we're talking about imputation. The word imputation means to place or to put on someone's record, to give someone credit. We see three different words here that mean the same thing. Impute, count, and reckon. Somebody is being credited as righteous because they worked? No, because they believed on Christ. Abraham, many times people want to talk about how that you have to obey the law to be saved. No, Abraham did, had not yet, he didn't have the law. The law was given to Moses. Abraham was before the law. And Abraham had not been circumcised when he received righteousness. And that righteousness was imputed to him, the Bible says. It was given to him. It was placed on his account by grace, not of works. Just like, again, if I were to go to the bank and put money on your account that you had not earned, but it was a gift, I am being gracious to you and I'm putting it on your record. And salvation from eternal death, being given eternal life, is something God gives to us freely, and He puts it on our record. He counts us as righteous. And it's by faith, not by works. If we go down to verse number 22 through 25, it says, And therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed. If we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was, raised, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Folks, the whole purpose of Jesus Christ dying on the cross was to die for our offenses, to die for our sins, because our sins need to be covered. And they are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ when we believe on Him and God imputes to us His righteousness. He imputes righteousness to the ungodly. Praise God for that. I stand here Today, and I preach to you on this television, knowing that I am heaven-bound, knowing that if I die or when I die, I will go to heaven. Why? Because God has given to me a righteous record. By faith, or because of faith in Jesus Christ, not because of my works. And my sins are covered. Hallelujah. In the context of this passage, God has credited us with righteousness because we believe on Jesus Christ. But I want you to see something else. Let's go back again and we'll look again at verse number 8. It says, Blessed is the man 
to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Now, we learn that to impute something is to place something on someone's record, to, to give them credit for something. And God tells us here that he has credited the believers with righteousness. And that is, that is a blessing, and that's exciting. But he doesn't end there. He makes it very clear to us. He says, not only have I put on your account the fact that I consider you to be righteous, but I am promising you something. I will not put on your record that you have sinned. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. God, when he gives you the second birth, when he gives you salvation, when he gives you righteousness, he will never come and take it away from you. It's final. And he will never impute sin to your permanent record. What a blessing it is to know that no matter what I do, I am born again. I am saved from a lake of fire. I have eternal life. That's not teaching or preaching that people should go out and purposely sin. It's teaching what the Bible tells us. And the Bible tells us that God will not impute sin to your account. Well, what does that mean? That means we do sin. Let me ask you a question. Is God righteous? The answer is yes, of course, right? So, if you do not sin, then would God be right to count sin on your record? No. If God were to put sin on your record, even though you had not sinned, that you don't sin, then God would be unrighteous in doing so. But the fact that God promises us that he will not put sin on our record is a demonstration that we do sin. God is telling us, I have saved you from the punishment of hell, not because you worked, but because you believed on my son who died for you. I have counted you righteousness. I, I am righteous. I have imputed to you righteousness. But you continue to sin. But I am such a good God. And my love is so complete. And the, the act that Jesus did on the cross of shedding his blood and offering it as a payment for your sin, that act is so final that even though you continue to sin, I will not credit it to your account. When I look at you, I will look at you as righteous before me and you will enter heaven. Folks, the scriptures are clear and it doesn't get any clearer than these verses I've shared with you. If God were to send us to hell, then we would have to have a record that says we have sinned. And he says he will not count your record he will not count sin on your record. 
Why? Because he's already counted you righteous because you believed on Jesus Christ. We're not telling you to go out and sin. We're simply telling you, you do sin. And if you sit there and you watch this program and you try to act like you don't sin, then you don't know very much about God. And you don't know very much about what is right and wrong. God said, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. There's not a person watching this program who does that every day. We sin, but we're blessed. Because God has counted us righteous if... We put our faith in Jesus Christ and he will not impute sin to our account. The question is, have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? Many of you have not. You're trusting in your works. Well, God doesn't save you because of your works. He saves you. He saves sinners. He covers their sin with the blood of Jesus Christ and he imputes righteousness to your record if you'll believe on Him. I'm glad that I did that when I was 20 years old. I thought I'd go to heaven because I was a good person. And I realized I was wrong. And I put my faith in Jesus Christ alone to save me. And I thank God I am blessed because I cannot go to hell because God has given me righteousness and He will not impute sin to my account. The first week we talked about what is salvation Second week, we talked about regeneration. This week, we've dealt with imputation. Next week, we're going to begin talking about justification. I hope you'll be here next Sunday. If you did not see our first two programs, go to our YouTube channel, and you can view them there. Watch them over and over again, and get grounded in the truths of God's Word. Thank you for watching The Fundamental Hour. God bless. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Sarver, the Vice President of Howells Anderson College of West Africa. I am so impressed by how many Ghanaians have a desire to serve Christ Jesus with their life. At Howells Anderson, I have received a foundation for sound biblical doctrine. I appreciate so much the practical training I'm enjoying from Howells Anderson Bible Training College. Our president, Dr. Ted Spear, knows the importance of sound Bible teaching and ministry training. I thank God for the students that he has brought to our Bible college. God has blessed our college with wonderful educational facilities. We have classrooms, library, chapel for inspirational preaching, and also time and space for other enjoyable activities. Do you have a desire to serve God? We hope that you will allow us to have a part in your training. At Howes Anderson College of West Africa, we are all about Bible and ministry training. If you are interested in training with us, please call us or message us at 054-435-2810. Hiles Anderson College, training Africans to serve Christ.